0: hello work from home forever fans this is your host don here we're still on summer break and we will be back later in august with all new episodes in season two we've already had some amazing conversations with doris and katie that we can't wait to share with you in the meantime if you're looking for more work from home content while we're away we want to share a recent episode from our friends at the long distance work life podcast Hosts Marissa and Wayne bring a lot of energy on the podcast, and the fact that they know each other well and enjoy their conversations makes this a must-listen for me. I'm glad to share this episode that talks about how to avoid relationship strains while working from home. It's not even just with spouses. It's the kids. It's roommates. It's the cable guy who gave you a generous 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. service window, and he shows up at 3 p.m. right when you're about to lead an important meeting. Maybe The Cable Guy is a stretch when we talk about relationship strains, but you get the point. Anyway, please take a listen to our feed drop, and if you like this episode, check out more from the Long Distance Work Life. You can find their podcast on all the major platforms, and we will link to the show on our show notes. Enjoy the episode, and we'll be back with Season 2 very soon.
1: Welcome back to Long Weekend's Work Life, where we help you lead, work, and thrive in remote and hybrid teams. I'm Marissa Eikenberry, a fellow remote worker, and joining me is my co-host and remote work expert, Wayne Tremell.
2: Hey, how is everybody, and how are you, Marissa?
1: I'm great. I'm so glad that we're doing this episode today. So today, we're actually going to be talking about how to avoid relationship strain when working from home. So I, I
2: know nothing about this.
1: Right. Like, <laughs> neither one of us have been dealing with this. For the last few years, right? Um, So for some people who are listening, you know, maybe only one person in the relationship or in a roommate situation is working from home. But for many, like me and Wayne, everybody in the household is at home. Whether both people are working from home or maybe you have a stay-at-home spouse or something like that, like everybody's home all the time. And so I wanted to start off with saying, why is this so hard?
2: Uh, How long have you been married?
1: Uh, Six years as of last July
2: amateur okay here's,
1: <laughs> I'm only 30 what do you expect I, I don't
2: know if you know this okay other people are really hard <laughs> and, amen and when just in general working in general. with other people living in with other human beings is really hard and even when and I'm gonna go out on a limb and assume that we both love our spouses of course badly confined spaces and human beings create tension and friction. Uh, People have different priorities at different Mm. times. People have little habits that when you're dating are adorable. (laughs) And when you can't get away, (laughs) become sources of irritation. And, you know, I've been working from home long enough that I've kind of run the gamut. When it started, I had a kid at home and a wife who was working from home, and when I started working from home full time, went out and got a job outside the house. like <laughs> <a month. laughs>
1: So she was not a fan of being in the should house. tell
2: you everything you need to know, right? And so then Nora left, and then it was just the two of us, and she was working different hours. Mm-hmm. And then she eventually retired, and now she's home.
1: <laughs> right. All
2: like- the time.
1: Yeah. So like for me, you know, I started my original stint working from home all the time was right after my husband and I got married. And but he worked he worked different hours. First of all, he went in the office at like 1 p.m. and I was starting my day at eight. And so like we technically had a shared office, but we were never in there at the same time. And then when we moved down to Indy, you know, I'd work from home sometimes, but I was in the office most of the time because I wasn't that far away. And so again, same office, but different times that we would be in there. But when everything shut down, well, I was home all the time. Uh, At first he worked at a news station, so he still had to go in for a little while. And then they sent everybody home. And now suddenly we're in the same room all the time with our backs to each other and... That was rough. And it's part of the reason why when we decided to buy our house last year, I specifically said you and I need separate offices. (laughs) Just flat out. So I work upstairs and my husband works downstairs and we, you know, have our own office spaces specifically because those little annoyances and stuff, they were a problem.
2: Yeah. um, Napoleon had a great quote. If you want to avoid war, You avoid the thousand little pinpricks that lead to war. (laughs) Right. Right. And that's the thing is, as with most things in a marriage, a relationship, whatever, it's the little things that pile up and make you crazy. Like the big Mm -hmm. things you can handle. Right. It's the little things that make you crazy. And so if we're kind of thinking about how do we plan
1: Mm -hmm.
2: to work together? There are. Kind of obvious things, right? We need separate workspaces. So yeah, if you could do it, doesn't filter. Okay, if you can do that, and right? Not everybody can, right? But if you can do that, that's a great and fairly obvious solution. Um, it's little things like when do you eat lunch? Yes, and do you eat lunch together?
1: Right. And if you can't, letting that partner know. You know, hey, I have a meeting today. Can we move it an hour?
2: Right. Uh, And and so it's it's little things like that. It's um, balancing the house stuff. Right. Right. Yeah,
1: Who does different stuff during the day?
2: I mean, for me, the dishwasher never needs to be emptied as much as it does when I'm working on a deadline. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. but my wife is home most of the time and and she does a lovely job of keeping the house just fine Uh, but you know there are things that go on for example as a writer you know staring at a screen with my fingers on the keyboard going think of something doesn't always work so you know i get up and i wander around i pick up the dog's souvenirs from the backyard. And I, right. Just puttering little jobs. Yes. That allow my brain to do that. Well, it looks like I'm doing nothing.
1: Right. But really, you're stepping away from your space, so maybe you can think a little bit better. I totally agree And
2: like the, the fact is that I am frequently not doing nothing. I'm actually, my brain is quite occupied. Right. And I don't have time to answer, hey, have you seen the peanut butter? <laughs>
1: Right. I was going to bring so slightly different, but in the same realm, this idea of like switching between home stuff and work stuff in your brain a lot. You know, we used to be able to compartmentalize it a little bit and say, okay, when I'm at work, for the most part, I'm thinking about work things. There might be a message here or there, but for the most part, you're pretty much there that I find for me, like I do a lot more switching when I'm working from home than I used to.
2: Nobody says this out loud, but one of the beauties of a commute, one of the beauties of going to the office Mm -hmm. while everybody complains about it, was it gave us time to shift modes. It gave us time to think about things. Um, You know, you could listen to a podcast or listen to music or read a book if you're on the train. I don't recommend doing that in the car, but... (laughs) You had time between, oh, I'm in work mode to I am in house mode. Right. Now what happens, and this happens to me all the time, is I finish a call. I hang up. My wife can hear me hang up. And so immediately she's at the door like boing.
1: Right. <laughs> and
2: my brain has not had a chance to shift.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, and and to your point, too, so, you know, when I used to work from home all the time, but my husband didn't, like, even then, I had a few hours before he came home where I could, you know, get stuff done or whatever and do that shift. Even though I wasn't commuting anymore, there was still just a little bit of time by myself that I could (laughs) mentally switch everything.
2: Yeah, so it's important, I think, for people in the home whoever that is and and we're going to default to husbands and wives or of partners course. because that's the obvious answer right yeah but the this could be roommates applies, or something like that the same applies to kids or roommates or mm-hmm. whatever but it's important i think to share your schedule and just as we've talked about in the past you know when you when you have a shared calendar with your team yes. you don't just block out meetings You block out, I need this quiet time to work on a report. I'm going to be working on this. You have to do the same thing with the people that you are sharing a space with. Yes. Yeah. So that, you know, I very often at the beginning of the day, my day starts very early. I'm usually working before my bride is out of bed. But when she gets up in the morning, I always take a moment. What does your day look like? What's on your schedule? Here's what mine looks like, right? I've got a call from 10 to whatever. I'm working with Marissa on the podcast from this to this, and I can't be interrupted. Right. You know, what are the things that have to happen? What are the things we'd like to have happen? And that's really important so that people aren't making assumptions about other people's time.
1: Right. I mean, today, you know, to your example, like I said, hey, I'm recording with Wayne at noon. And so I said, can we shift our lunch either before or after? And, you know, also... Be honest. You said,
2: let's do it afterwards because it's Friday and I can have a drink because I've just dealt with Wayne for an hour. I
1: didn't think about that. We are doing it after. And that sounds like a great idea. Uh (laughs) I am a giver. (laughs) But yeah, but so this idea of, you know, hey, during that time, I am going to be in podcast mode, like, you know, don't come into my office because you're going to interrupt the recording. Don't make a lot of noise, like that kind of thing.
2: And so, some of the rules are fairly simple. I mean, door course. closed, don't disturb. Right. Of course. <laughs> some of that is fairly obvious. Um, but like I say, it's very often there are times when it looks like you're not working and, mm-hmm. and you are. Or, yes. or at the very least your brain is occupied elsewhere and you actually physically cannot listen to somebody else unless you are focused on them. I'll, I'll give you an example. And it sounds like I'm throwing my bride under the bus. I'm, I'm really not. But one of the things that makes me crazy is that she will very often as I'm working, she will very often sit on the couch and yell something up the stairs.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: And it's not that I don't hear her. Mm-hmm. It's that I wasn't expecting it. My brain was occupied elsewhere. And by the time I know that I am being spoken to, I have no idea what she just said.
1: Right. Absolutely. You weren't listening and there were,
2: And there are two things about that. Number one is I don't understand what she just said. <laughs> but the other thing is it can be really annoying to be interrupted by this voice floating in. Mm-hmm from the outside. Right. A very simple thing that I try to do with her, and I'm trying to coach her, but it's not going so well, is make sure you have the person's attention before you start firing at them.
1: Yeah. So I I, I have a different kind of problem where, you know, Parker doesn't yell up the stairs just in general. We are we're not that kind of household. But we instant message each other off and on all day Um, you know I constantly have discord open and that's how he and I communicate and so sometimes he'll be messaging
2: me by the way there is something really really ironic about having a marriage held together by something called discord I'm just saying
1: (laughs) and you know it it was different than slack Uh, but anyway and so uh, you know he'll send me jokes or memes or whatever and don't get me wrong I think they're funny and they're great. And sometimes I'm like, I am eyeballs deep in a website project. I cannot do this right now. Um, and so occasionally, like you know, if if I start responding, just okay, haha, you know, or something very short, he's like, "Hey, am I bothering you?" And I'm like, "Actually, yes." <laughs> like if we're being completely honest, yes.
2: But see, here's what I would submit: mm-hmm. is that it is probably better mm-hmm. to say. Do not do this to me for the next hour. Yeah. Right? You yep. could have avoided that, right? You could have avoided right. that little pinprick that leads to war. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Seriously. It, yeah. It, it, it happens. And I think that is really important, the being honest about when can when are you working and when are you not? Um Kevin and I have talked about for a long time, that there is a huge difference between working at home and being at home working.
1: Yes. So for our <laughs> listeners, why don't you explain the differences?
2: Well, the difference is when you, are you home or are you working? Where is your brain? Where are your priorities? Where is your time set? And the beautiful thing about remote work is that most of us have some flexibility.
1: Okay. Right.
2: right. Uh, which means that um, two o'clock in the afternoon may or may not be a time where you're actively involved in stuff. I live in the on the West Coast. My day is basically over by two o'clock in terms of working with people back east. Right. Because it's after five o'clock. That's why I start at six or seven in the morning. Right. Um. What that means, though, is if I have a call later in the day, I need to tell my bride that that is going to happen because that's not normally part of the rhythm.
1: Right. Absolutely. I've had to do that. You know, we did our virtual earcon con a few weeks ago. Now, granted, I was going into the office every day for that. But, you know, I still had to let him know, hey, I'm going to be late coming home because this is something out of the norm.
2: Yeah. I I, I think also... I I, I've never talked about this on a business podcast. I've talked about this with people in life. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the things that you need to know, though, is that your relationship. Is at least as important as your job.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: And you need to do that. And the flexibility of remote work allows you to do things. For example, yesterday uh, I took Joan to lunch. Yeah, great. We don't do that most days. Usually, we don't always eat lunch together because she gets up fairly late. I get up so early that for me, by 1130, I'm ravenous and I need to eat. And that's the right. for her. So our schedules are a little bit off. But once a week or so, I like to make a point.
1: Yeah, we'll I love it. we have
2: to lunch. We'll make a point of having lunch together. And this is something that I call the Jiffy Lube. Theory.
1: Yes, I have heard you talk about this. Why don't you tell our listeners what it is?
2: Here's the deal. Your car, most of us take our car to Jiffy Lube or someplace to get the oil changed every 3,000 miles. Uh, Not that it needs it every 3,000 miles with the way cars are built now, Mm -hmm. but if you take it in, very often they find stuff. Your fluids are low, things need to be... There's maintenance stuff that they find out before it becomes a problem, By taking your car in regularly. Right. Doing little things like taking your partner to lunch, like making time, like Mm
1: -hmm.
2: bringing flowers when you're not in trouble. Right. Those types of things are, to me, the equivalent of getting your oil changed regularly.
1: Yeah. I mean, to your,
2: yeah. If you do them, you very often eliminate. Big problems, or or as you're talking about things, you eliminate problems that might be much bigger down the road.
1: Absolutely. Right?
2: And I think if you're going to share a workspace, that's really important. Now, by the way, that same thing applies to your work relationships. Right. Yeah, I was right? going to say water cooler talks. Go to lunch with somebody. Transactional. Mm-hmm. Right it's less pleasant to work with I mean before we recorded this you and I were talking for like 25 minutes about food and recipes and whatever right
1: and it's important but it made this
2: conversation better
1: yeah if we were only transactional and the only thing we did was okay let's get on and talk about a podcast like we would not be able to banter the way that we do we wouldn't be able to do this the way that we do (laughs)
2: Which may or may not be a good thing, depending on what people think about what we do. But Give
1: us a review point. and let us know.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Smash that like button. Um, but I think it kind of puts a bow on this, is that, you know, you are at home and you are working. And there are times when the work is the priority. There are times when your partner's work is the priority there are times when you need to move to another room or do something so that your partner is able to do what they need to do. That give and take is really important. Um, It's also important to allow the flexibility that remote work provides us as a chance to do that preventative maintenance.
1: Yes, I was going to say, having lunch with your partner or your roommate or whomever, like... That's something that Parker and I do every day is I have lunch. Why? Because working home all the time is lonely. (laughs) And so it also allows this, you know, not only connect as a relationship, but also, oh my gosh, I can see another human for a minute.
2: (laughs) It's funny what you just said there. Okay. Because um, if, if we look at personality types. Yes. While most people don't believe this. I am not necessarily an introvert, but if you look at the scale of one to 10, I'm really close to the middle. Like I'm far less of an extrovert than people think I am. It's really easy for me to go in my cave. Yes. And and just disappear. My bride on a scale of one to 10 is an 11 (laughs) extrovert. (laughs) Right. Uh, She needs to talk. If I don't provide her... Times to talk to me when it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. She's just going to talk to me when I'm busy.
1: (laughs) Right. So to your point, the Jiffy loop theory, like having... That
2: causes problems, right? So by taking the opportunity to check in, to chat with her, whatever, her head doesn't explode when she can't talk to me for an hour. Because otherwise, she and the dog have longer conversations than her and I have. (laughs) Right. She talks to the television. (laughs)
1: I love that. I really um, do.
2: <laughs> but it, but it's important that I allow time for that. Yes. And it doesn't make me husband of the year material by any stretch, but our listeners, I want you to think about, are you taking the time to do that, to do the relationship maintenance, which if you do it right, lets you be more productive? Yes.
1: Yes, absolutely. Wayne, I think this was a great conversation. I really hope that our listeners enjoyed it as much as I did. And for those of you listening, thank you so much for listening to The Long Distance Work Life. For show notes, transcripts, and other resources, make sure to visit longdistanceworklife.com. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, please be sure to like and review. That helps our show reach more teammates and leaders just like you. Feel free to contact us via email or LinkedIn with the links in our show notes. And let us know you listened to this episode or even suggest a topic for Wayne and I to tackle in a future episode.
2: And lastly, as you can see, we will talk about darn near anything.
1: Indeed. <laughs> Sky's the limit, right? Um, so, and lastly, if you'd like to gain greater confidence with your virtual team, sign up for our demystifying remote leadership video series at longdistanceworklife.com forward slash video. Thanks for joining us. And as Wayne likes to say, don't let the weasels get you down.